Tonight, real life, and, and I'm going to teach uh, over the next few weeks probably a couple of messages um, based on the same thing. Before, before I forget this, though, is, is Thanksgiving next week? Okay. So next Wednesday night, we will have a one-hour Thanksgiving Eve communion service, okay? So you want to be here? We want to, we want to, it's special. We do it every year. I promise you one hour, you'll be walking out. Uh, if not straight up eight o'clock, then just a little bit before. Um, cause I know you got to go make pies and stuff birds and stuff like that. Come on, give me a hallelujah on that. I mean, this is, this is, that's awesome. Especially right now I haven't eaten since lunch. So that's awesome. So, um, but, um, so one hour and, and all focus on Thanksgiving. I have a brief message. We're going to worship God. We're going to have uh, a special time of communion. So you want to be here for that. And if you've got out-of-town family coming in, drag them here, okay? Drag them here. Well, they, they're heathen. Oh, they need it. They need it. They need it, okay? And then feed them later. Tell them that if they don't come, you won't feed them, okay? Tell them that one, okay? Uh, tonight, I want to talk to you about emotions, Emotions. Second Corinthians five, verse seven says, for we walk by faith, not by, not by sight. The Amplified Bible uh, renders it this way. We regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction of belief. We regulate our lives. We conduct ourselves by our conviction of belief. And what a lot of people do, and this is where a lot of people err in their life, and this is a message for all of us tonight, is too often we don't walk by faith, we don't walk by our convictions and principles and beliefs. A lot of times people walk by emotions, by their feelings. How many of you know your feelings change a lot? I mean, they, they can change a lot. Everyone has emotions, they are God given. They can be used in the right way. You will feel them. Um, you can feel emotions about someone or something and be distant from it. You can be watching something on TV or be in your car and somebody cuts you off and, and you can feel emotion. Come on. About that. Or, or the other one, that other favorite one is you're in grocery store line and somebody just rolls their little buggy right in front of you. And you're three feet away from them, but you have emotion. But you're in the grocery store with easy listening music. So what do you do? You kind of keep your grocery face. Or somebody cuts in front of you and they've got 11,000 coupons. You know? So anyway, let's keep going. Um, you're going to feel them. You're going to feel good emotions. You're going to feel bad emotions. Uh, it's not wrong to feel them, but you must control them. Because if you do not control your emotions, your emotions will control you. Okay? And um, I'm telling you, this is a very important message, what we're going to look at tonight. Some people say, well, I have no emotions. That's not true. There's no such thing as an emotionless person. There would be some people that have built walls. Uh, maybe they've hurt or maybe that was modeled for them. A lot of times with men, we were told, uh, you know, don't be emotional, don't show emotion, that kind of thing. Um, I think the only time you should not show any emotion is like 
you know, you're an honor guard at Arlington Cemetery or something. You know, you're, you're one of those. That's the only time you just, you know, spot on. But there's, you have emotion and, and it's actually more healthy for you to control them in the right way and uh, never say that, you know, I have no emotion um, because you do, you do. Um, a number of years ago, I did a whole long series called The, the Ocean of Emotion. Any of y'all remember that? Any of y'all? Okay, good. And by that, I mean everybody is out on the water of emotions. Am I right? Let me draw some comparisons here. Some out on the ocean of emotion are sailing along with their rudders and their sails trimmed and with great skill. And then you have others, their, their sail is all twisted and they're out on the bow of the boat just screaming their head off. It's all emotions. Some are cruising and sunning and waving, and others are overloaded and out of balance and unstable, and they're on a boat that looks like some kind of homemade Beverly Hillbillies boat or something, you know. They're on that. You've got others that are surfing, and you've got others that are bobbing up and down. You've got some that are seasick, and you've got some that are lost at sea. But everybody is out on the ocean of emotion. And what we've got to do is, is learn a few things so that we are in the, the more preferable side of, of all of that. Emotions, and let's, let's just look at something here. Notice the root word here, motion. And we get emotion comes to us, the word comes from the Latin. And we'll look at it a little bit further in a moment. But it has to do with motion something moves and what moves is something in our soul it's a moving of our of our mind and part of our soul that we'll talk about in just a moment it's an agitation of our mind it's an excitement of our sensibilities um, it's usually complex it will affect us psychologically it can affect us physiologically and uh, emotions can run deep come on how many of you know emotions there are wars that are fought. There are grudges that are held for decades. There, I mean, there are things that happen because of emotions. And emotions can be used in the right way to reinforce a decision, you know. And, and we'll get into that perhaps in some, in some weeks in the future. Um, you feel motion, emotions internally first, and then you have to be careful. Let me just list a few, few emotions, and there are plenty of them. Joy is an emotion. How many of you like that one? You know, price is right. Come on down. How many of you know that they have a producer who tells them if your name gets called, you better spaz out on your way down here. How many of you know that? Because they're not going to let somebody come down. Uh, So-and-so, you're the next winner. Next contestant on The Price is Right. They're going to go to a commercial break and you're going to get cut out. They're going to, they're going to warn you once. Okay. And then they're going to get somebody else. But it, you, joy is an emotion. Fear is an emotion. Disgust, envy, guilt, love, anger, peace, pride. And we could go on and on and they all have relatives too. And we feel things related to a whole lot of things. Here's the thing about emotions. Motion. Motion, motion. They're subject to change. They're subject to move. They're very fickle. 
Have you ever had emotion toward a situation or a person and then you found out something different and it either turned really good or it turned really bad? Okay? And, and that's the thing about emotion. How many of you have ever um, maybe in the evening felt uh, this way about something, about doing something? And then the next morning you woke up and you're like, that was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> Come on. Have you done? And that's why you need to be real careful. My, my parents did this a couple of times. Uh, grew up in Leesburg and, and they'd say, we're going to go to Orlando tonight. And we'd go and then they'd say, let's go look at a TV. Guess what we'd come home with? A TV. And then I can remember hearing them the next day or a couple of days after arguing. You wanted it. No, you wanted it. Well, I got it because you're, you know. And now they got the easy payments until you have grandkids program, you know. And, and they did all that. And it is an emotional decision. You got to be careful uh, of, of doing that. And all the church said, yeah. All right. So emotions are subject to change and, and they're fickle. It's kind of like the weather out on the, on the water. And your emotions will try to lead you. And here's an important thing. Most of our life we have trained this way. It's been modeled for us. Get this now to cater to the flesh and to live by our emotions. And if you live that way, you cater to the flesh, what does that mean? Whatever I feel like I want to do, I'll go do it. And if you, if you cater to the flesh and you live by emotions, and most people have done that to one degree or another. If y'all are with me, bob your head, do something, let me know you're out there. Okay. If you've done that, and and most of us have over our life, you have, and this is a big, big spiritual problem. Hear me. We have bad emotional habits. We have bad emotional habits. Some people, and this this will be something else we'll talk about probably in in the new year, on how to fight fair. But sometimes between husbands and wives, friends, neighbors, whatever, some people don't know how to fight fair. And so everything is a firefight for them. And it's a little thing, but it's like, (laughs) right? When it should, and everything escalates. You know, scripture even says a soft answer turns away wrath. But harsh words stir up anger, you know, and instead we just, oh yeah. And a lot of times it's what was modeled for us. A lot of times mom and dad didn't, didn't model it for us. So we thought if there's any kind of conflict, you need to scream and break something. And we laugh, but it's so true. And then other people withdraw. And don't do anything. And we've got to get our emotions on the right path here and respond properly to things. And we a lot of times have some bad emotional habits that we've got to break because they hinder our life in incredible, incredible ways. Now, do not... Trust your emotions. Get this, get this, get this. Do not trust your emotions as your sole only guide. You do not, hear me, you do not make emotions, or excuse me, decisions just based on emotion. Because you're in trouble. An emotion, an emotional decision is usually wrong and it's usually soon regretted. Viva Las Vegas, baby. Got little wedding chapels. How are you? I'm good. Want to get married? Sure. I feel in love at first sight. Me too. 
You smell like alcohol. So do you. Let's get married. Okay. Next morning. I'm going to crawl out the window of the bathroom. You know, it's, a, it's and, and, and then a million other things. And I'm making light a little bit, but I'm telling you, what, do, an emotional decision is not a good one. It is not a good one. Emotions cannot stand alone. They go with other things. And emotions are inconsistent. An emotional decision will not be something you'll be happy with typically later. And uh, it further makes complexity. Watchman Nee, uh, Chinese actually theologian, I suppose you could say, said that the most formidable enemy to the life of a spiritual Christian is emotions out of control. So it's a spiritual issue. It's going to wreck you spiritually if you don't have your emotions in the right place. And we'll, and we'll illustrate this here for you in a moment. Now, get this statement because this statement is strong, but I'm, I'm going to stand by it here. To live by emotions, and that is that you live by emotions. That's what directs you. That's how you make your decisions. To live by emotions is to live without principles. Because you'll ignore the principles. You'll ignore sound reason. You'll ignore even scripture because of because of emotion. And to live by emotion is to live without principles. And an unprincipled life will fall apart. Did you hear me? An unprincipled life will fall apart and it will have no consistency to it. And um, it, it's an accident waiting to happen. Uh, on the ocean of emotion, that's shipwrecked for sure. So emotions cannot stand by themselves. And, and I'll... I might be ahead of myself just a little bit by saying this, but when you're in the process of making a decision, and I'll, I'll help you with some other things in just a moment here. When you're in the process of making a decision, you must allow some time for your emotions to run a course. Okay? And, and listen, if some of y'all are in sales, I'm not working against you here, but sometimes salespeople will, will tell you, well, uh, this price is only good for the next 11 minutes. Well, I don't have, 11 minutes is not long enough for me to decide. So um, I'm, I'm going to have to let it go then. And, and then go. And then if you're to have it later, come back and say, can you make good on that price? But for you to be pushed in some kind of emotional, you've got to allow it. You know, sometimes I'll, and I've done it. I've made wrong decisions before because I'm excited about something. And then as you let it process through your emotions and you're thinking through things and wise counsel and, and your principles and so forth, you realize, no, 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 no. We are not doing that. I am not doing that. And you felt so good about it at one point. But here's what happens with our emotions. And probably in our culture more than any other culture. Because of media, you change your emotions constantly. How many of you know that in just a half hour of TV, you probably go through about 50? Because you're watching your story, you're thinking tension and stress and you're worried. And then they take you to a commercial. And it's something funny. So you went from this to laughing and then some yogurt commercial comes on and, and you're feeling guilty and, you know, and you go, and now back to our story. 
You know, and this keeps going on, keeps going on, and you're just all over the place. And so if we live by emotion, you know, we're, it's like the squirrel crossing the road. Am I right? Uh, true story, a while back, I, we rescued a squirrel and took it to this lady that, you know, nursed him back to health. And, and I just, it felt so futile. Because I'm taking this little tiny guy in this box, and on the way, I saw two or three dead on the road. So I said, you better stay out of the road, little fellow. All right. Your emotions will not go away. You're always going to have them, so they must be managed. And um, especially dangerous emotions we, we really have to learn to get a grip on those. So I want to break this down a little bit so we can see some things. If we don't manage our emotions, here's two things it will distort. It will distort reality. And it will also, and this is very dangerous, it will distort scripture. So when our emotions are out of whack, it's going to distort reality. How many of you have ever gotten so worked up about something and later you found, oh, oh, that's the situation. Um, and I could go into a lot of stories on that for the sake of time. I won't. It distorts reality, also distorts scripture. And so we've got to be very careful of this. The goal is balance and stability in our life. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 23 says this. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and make your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. Okay, follow along with me here, and let me get emotion out of the way just for a moment here. You are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. You have a soul. Everybody say, I have a soul. And you live in a body. See, I live in a body. Most people think that they are a body, that that's me. This is, if I can use this, this terminology, this is just your earth suit, okay? And it has to be painted and repaired and you know, all kinds of things. Uh, but you are a spirit, the real you on the inside. And that's not spooky at all. You're made in the likeness and the image of God. You are a spirit. You have, and this is the scriptural order. It irritates me because I see this in scripture. First Thessalonians 5.23, for example, spirit, soul. May he preserve you, spirit, soul, and body. That's the scriptural order. That's in that order for a purpose. And people have all kinds of body, soul, and spirit. No, no. I think it needs to be emphasized for this. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Okay? So the spirit is the real you, and that's eternal. The soul, I also believe, is eternal, but it is so close to the spirit, sometimes you can't tell it apart. The book of Hebrews tells us that only the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. That's the only thing that can get down in there and divide between soul and spirit and joints and marrow and the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the surgically sharp the scripture is able to get in between there but we see we see examples in scripture where there are people that have memory that are in heaven you know and 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 i won't go into all that and even in some of jesus parables so those go together and then your body is temporal it's temporary and we live in our bodies should we take care of our bodies 
Yes, it's the temple of your spirit. It's also the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it is not your own and you're to glorify God in your body. So you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Your soul, let's zero in on this for a minute, is your will, your intellect, and anybody else know? Your emotions, okay? So this is my will, my emotions, my intellect, okay? This is where I think, this is where I feel, and this is where I decide. Now this is where this gets very important. Stay with me on this. You vote on everything. You vote on everything. Everything that you decide to do, you vote. And you, all of you, cast three votes. And so there's never going to be a tie. This is so important. Your spirit is always going to vote for the ways of God. Your spirit will always vote in line. I'm talking about a believer now. Is always going to vote in line with God's word. Let's say it's, uh, I got to forgive somebody. Pastor Tim read some verse. Supposed to forgive somebody. Let them go. Your spirit says, yeah. Okay. Your body, Romans talks about this. It never agrees with this. Your body's going to say, let's punch him. It's going to go the other way. So we're at an impasse. So the swing vote is right here. It's right here. So this, this becomes so, so important because you've got your intellect, you've got your will, you've got your emotions. And if your emotions are unchecked, follow this. If your emotions are not in control, if they're unchecked, they are able to override your intellect and your will and cause you to make an emotional decision contrary to the will of God. Y'all hear me? You wake up on a Sunday morning, it's time to go to church. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10, 23. Your spirit is saying, let's go. I love church. This is awesome. Your body is saying, I'll tell you what awesome is. This pillow is awesome. And your soul, if you don't have your mind renewed, if you don't have your emotions in control, then your soul's going to be doing this number back and forth between the spirit. Let's go. Let's not go. Have you ever seen the Flintstones? You know, you got the little angel and devil kind. It's kind of the same thing. And you're trying to make a decision here. But if you don't have your emotions in check, if you don't have them in line and in control and in submission to God, you're going to make an emotional decision. And I'm promising you probably 99% of the time, it's going to go the wrong way. It's going to go the wrong way because you know what? Sometimes emotionally, you know, Pastor John comes in, leads us in worship. And it's like, come on, let's rejoice before God. Rejoice? The week I had rejoice? It's a, it's a decision to submit your emotions to the truth of what God has for you. And we can get a lot into this. But see, we can say, I ain't going to rejoice. 
But the scripture says rejoice. Your spirit man is saying, let's do it. Come on, lift those hands. And the body's saying, we ain't lifting no hands. And to make sure we don't, we're crossing them, okay? Am I telling the truth tonight? All right, let's go a little bit further with this here. The influence of your emotions, again, left unchecked, out of control. They're going to sway. They're going to override. They're going to take over the vote. And you're going to vote in the wrong way. An emotional decision. And again, that's usually wrong and soon regretted. To live by emotions is to live without principles. So what do we do? How do we get our emotions? And this is just introduction, okay? I mean, not that I'm going to keep you late. I'm just letting you that tonight, what I've shared with you, is just introduction. The first thing you're going to have to do is get before God. You're going to have to get before God. You hear me? Get before God. Uh, should we, when should we do this? Every day. Okay, but I'm talking about intentional. I'm submitting my time, my spirit, my soul, my body. When, just figure this out for me. When would be the best time before my journey through the day to get my tank full, my windshield cleared, my tires are good, I know where I'm going, journey for today. Would that be best to do first thing? And submit yourself to God. And I'm telling you, and I'm not being weird, I'm not trying to create some kind of doctrine or whatever, but it does you good to every morning. Bow yourself before a creator, redeemer, God. And and you may not feel all emotional or whatever, but to submit yourself, you created me, you kept me safe through the night, you've given me this new day, I give me to you today. I bring my everything under you. I submit my emotions, my thoughts, my agenda, my motivation, my schedule. I submit it to you today. To bow before a holy God is a biblical thing to do. And you may not, you know, get all weepy or goosebumpy or whatever else. But it's submitting yourself and submitting your emotions to God. Second thing is the word. Now get this, again, if your emotions are unchecked, it's going to distort scripture and it's going to distort reality. You must have daily exposure to an intake of the word of God. You have to have broad exposure and you have to have a strong grasp of the word because when you have, are are y'all hearing me? Don't, don't tune out yet. You must know what God said. So that when your emotions, when we're back here trying to vote on things again, and you've submitted yourself to God, and your emotions are trying to rear up, your intellect and your will along with your spirit can say, the word of God said, God said do this. This is what will give me life or that's what will take life away. God said this. We're doing this. Gilligan, do you hear me? We're doing this. You vote. Y'all hear me? Because without the word, and I want you to get this. I'm almost done here. Without the word, you will misread things in the natural. 
and you will misread things spiritually. People that are not grounded in the word, hear me. People that are not grounded, that don't have a grasp in the word of God will not be able to navigate through natural things and they'll be off base spiritually too. People that try to have a spiritual life only emotionally based will get off. They'll either be so stoic or so that it's unrealistic. And without the word to stand on as your bedrock, that has to be it. Not some emotional something. Emotions are never first. And when you're dealing with problems, you never send your emotions out to deal with the problems first. Let me handle them. It's like, no, you go somewhere behind me. And you're going to have to deal with it in a right way. But get with God, submit yourself to him, strong grasp of the word. And that's going to take a daily kind of thing as well. And then here's a big one. Remember I told you you have emotional habits? Slow down. Because a lot of times, have you ever heard count to 10? Have you ever heard count to 17,041? Okay. Um, And that's just to get that, an anger emotion. But you know what? Sometimes some of your other emotions, let's do it. Let's or, or whatever it would be. You just slow down. Slow down because you have this habit, a lifelong habit. It's been modeled for us and we've trained in it to just be emotional, to do whatever. You have to keep your emotions intact. So as you're endeavoring to get before God, submit yourself, including your emotions to God, tell God, God, I bring all my emotions. I submit them to you. Help me with them. And then have the word to stand on. And then if you will just slow down because your emotions are used to running up to the front of the line. It's like, no. You're not the line leader anymore. Get back in line and get things in. You're going to have to learn to slow down. And sometimes you'll catch yourself and you start to uh, just give me a minute and just kind of pull yourself back in track. Now, two things, and I could do a whole message on both these things, but I'm just going to introduce them to you real quick. You are responsible for your emotions. Deuteronomy 28, verse 47 and 48. Let me read it to you real quick here. Terry, if you can put that up. She's back in the control room. Deuteronomy 28. There it is. It says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. Go ahead. For the abundance of everything. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything. Listen, here's, here's what that said. Because you, you've got to be in charge of your emotions. Because he said, because you did not serve me with your emotions intact. Because you did not serve me with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. You're going to serve your enemy in total lack. And I would rather go ahead and voluntarily serve the Lord with gladness. And joy because of the abundance of all things. You are responsible for your emotions. When a worship team and a worship leader who prayed and prepared get up in front of you in a service, for example, you are responsible. Pastor John and worship team are not responsible for your emotions. They're responsible to lead you. Now, I'm not saying that we got to come in and, you know, just go nuts because, you know, it's a group activity and it's not about drawing attention to anybody but Jesus. 
And that's why we kind of keep it all together. You know, this is not the only way to worship. But you know, when you come together as a group, it needs to be a group and it needs to be about Jesus. Not, you know, well, I got a hula hoop for Jesus. Well, I got a tambourine and a flaming sword for Jesus. No, it's like when we come together, it's about Jesus. Now, if you want a hula hoop and flaming sword at home, that's awesome. Okay? But when we come before Jesus, that's, that's a whole different thing. But guess what? We should. You know, if a worship leader, a pastor, or somebody, and this is right from Scripture, says, let's lift our hands and praise God. Well, then don't let your body win this vote. And then day by day by day, whatever, whatever you're doing, do it as unto the Lord and make sure that you have the right emotion going with it. Let me close with this. Psalm 23, I'm going to read the whole thing real quick. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. Everybody say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Living Bible says, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. Verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil emotion. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me emotion. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. There's emotion involved in that. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over emotion. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That will evoke emotion. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now get this. He restores my soul. Everybody say, he restores my soul. Let me go back to this real quick. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. The word emotions in the Latin root means, you ready for this? To move away. The Latin word right here, is to move away. But he restores my soul. And the Hebrew word for restore means to bring back. To bring back. And your time with God, your time in his word, and in his presence, and slowing down to let those things have an effect on your life. Not two days in a row, the rest of your days. That you do this. Guess what? Then when your emotions try to run away, and they still will. They're wild. They're rebellious. They still will. But guess what? He restores my soul. That time with God, that time with his word, and that time is slowing down. Guess what? Causes them to come back. And he restores our soul. And when our soul is restored, then we have things in the right order. Order. Spirit, soul, and body. And we're not led by our emotions. We walk by faith. We're led by the Spirit. We can think soundly and rationally about things, and we're going to make better decisions, and your path is going to be way, way better. Amen? I'm not near done on this, but i got to stop right there. Did you get anything at all out of this tonight? All right, good deal.